Hello and welcome back to Coffee Talks with Ash. Uh, let's start off this podcast by saying if you hear any background noise, I do apologize. I live in an apartment complex. My dishwasher is currently running and so is my dryer. So I do apologize for any interruptions. Let's talk about this week. Oh boy. The last two weeks have been an adventure for sure. So this is going to kind of lead into stress management because it's been it's been a bumpy ride oh boy so I do apologize for not getting an episode up last week Um, there was a lot going on in my personal life we had a bit of a snafu happen on Monday um, and last Saturday which is usually when I record these was very busy we had a lot of errands to run but life happens and we're jumping back on the boat today so Um, as I was saying, there was a snafu situation that happened Monday night and kind of continued into Tuesday. I spent a good chunk of my week dealing with that. Um, at my full-time job, I am also training some new hires, so that has been an interesting experience as well. Um, speaking about stress management, so... This week and last week has been very stressful, and I don't handle stress very well. So just trying to figure out ways for me, myself, to be able to handle my stress in a healthy manner. Most of the time for me, that is coming home, being alone, or just relaxing and watching TV. Sometimes it's also meditation and yoga. Some kind of activity that keeps my mind busy but not as occupied gives me time to breathe release all of those negative energies just kind of let it go being able to figure out how to handle those emotions and for me personally those emotions don't always hit me right away especially in the middle of a crisis so when i'm handling a crisis i have learned over the course of my life to be able to push those feelings back and put them in the back of my head and be the strong person that I'm needed to be in those situations. So then those intense, overpowering emotions usually hit me a day or two afterwards. And then it's all hell breaks loose, breakdowns, um, trying not to cry when you start to talk about it kind of situations. So for me, what I found that's really helpful and really necessary is having just a person or two to be able to talk to and vent to about the situation and the emotions that are going on in my head. So when I'm feeling like everything's out of control, luckily for me, I have a couple of people in my life that I can talk to about that and are very good sounding boards. Also, if you're new here, Hi, my name's Ash. I almost forgot my intro. And uh, this is Coffee Talks with me. I do have my iced coffee with me today. It is 4.18 in the afternoon, my time. And we are in the lovely state of Iowa. It is very hot and has been very hot for the last week or two. It's been in the 80s and 90s. So yes, iced coffee is necessary. Um, so... 
Going back to stress management and dealing with stress, I, I was lucky to be able to talk to somebody. Um, in this case, it's my significant other, my boyfriend, and have him be my sounding board so that I can just vent and talk to him about what's going on in my head and what I'm experiencing, the emotions that I'm feeling, so that he can listen and just kind of let me get it out and deal with it. Now, sometimes I do bottle these things up, and that's not good. You're not supposed to bottle up extreme hardcore emotions because it can bubble over into different areas of your life. So and even though your personal life, for example, in my situation, your personal life may be all kinds of chaos, everything going every which way, feels very out of control. Um, it, if you don't deal with those incredibly overpowering emotions, such as sadness, anger, frustration, um, lack of control, or a feeling of not being able to control what's going on around you, it can bleed over into your work life. It can bleed over into your personal relationships. So it's good to be able to handle those emotions and handle them in a healthy manner, whether that's talking about them um, with a person that you know won't judge you for having those emotions because your emotions are valid. Even if they may not be fully right, your emotions are still valid. And what I mean by that is, we'll, we'll go back a couple weeks, we'll backtrack, backtrack a couple weeks. I was dealing with the situation and I ended up getting very, very angry and frustrated with a person who did not deserve to have my anger or frustration directed at them. But at the time, I didn't know how else to direct those emotions to be able to handle them. And so I was upset with this person. This person did not know that I was upset with them because I hadn't talked to him about it because I knew that I did not have a legitimate reason to be upset with them. So I was talking to my boyfriend about this and I even told him when I expressed that frustration and anger that I know I have no right to be angry with this person, but I need somewhere to direct this at this time. So what I'm, that's what I mean by even though your emotions may not always be right, they are still valid and you still need to deal with them in a healthy way. And what I mean by a healthy way is a way that's not hurting you or hurting others. Some people have a stress release of um, physical activity. So maybe boxing or yoga or going to the batting cages and just hitting the bat at some balls for a while. If that's what you do to help get your frustration out, all the power to you. Because you're not hurting anybody and you're not hurting yourself. So, awesome. Um, for me personally, it's taking a step back on my spiritual journey of self-realization and self-actualization. Understanding, okay, why are you angry? Why are you, why are you mad? Why is this setting you off? And I never used to be a person that would ask why, unless it was something really important. So if it's something that's really small, I'm not going to ask why, because the why doesn't really matter in the long run, to me anyway. My best friend is the type of person who asks why a lot, which is absolutely fine. It's good to ask why and be curious to try to figure out why that's the answer to that question, or why that person can't do this, or why, you know, the list goes on but we don't need to get into redundant details. Um, 
but I've never been the person who usually asks why. I don't normally do that. So I have come into this phase in my life where I'm getting better at asking myself why I'm feeling these things and exploring these feelings to be able to interpret them correctly and also to be able to handle them in a mature way, in a healthy way. So asking myself, why am I angry at this person? This person didn't do anything wrong in this situation. So I have no right to be angry at that person. Or frustration, why am I frustrated? Why, why does this certain situation make me sad, you know? And sometimes you just, you gotta let it out. You gotta, whether that's screaming into your pillow or throwing your pillow across the room or putting on a sappy movie and just crying because you need a good cry. Trust me, I've done that quite a few times in my life. Um, usually there are several movies that will trigger tears for me right off the bat and that is Flicka, when the horse dies, um, Dances with Wolves, when the wolf supposedly dies, and uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one, at the very end when Dobby dies. Oh my gosh, brings tears to my eyes every single time. Um, but we need to make sure that we are learning how to handle those emotions in an appropriate, healthy, mature way. Because if we don't, and those spill out over into different areas of our lives, we are projecting our anger and our frustration on other people that don't deserve it. They are trying to help you, and instead you're just pushing them away by projecting those feelings onto them when they have no reason for it. They literally did nothing wrong. So there's no point in directing those emotions at that person when they're trying to help you. Even though I know it's very hard sometimes to not direct that because you have no other outlet. You've got to figure out an outlet that works for you. I have a coworker that likes to color. I think she does diamond paint by numbers, situ something like that, where it's, um, it's very tedious, but it's also very time consuming and it helps her deal with her frustration and her anger. And I get that. Um, one thing that I used to do when I was at work and was dealing with an angry customer to be able to help manage that frustration and feeling like they were personally attacking me, which they weren't, they were just frustrated at the situation. And unfortunately there was nothing I could do to help them at that time was I actually have a jar of glitter that sits on my desk and I use it as a fidget spinner to be able to help get that frustrated energy out of my body. I also try to remember on a regular basis to just take a deep breath, calm down, this isn't personal, this person's not mad at you, they're mad at the situation, or they're mad that things aren't going their way. And I get that. That's one of the reasons I don't plan things on a regular basis, because usually when I do plan something, my plans get interrupted or they have to change last minute. And that's incredibly frustrating to me, to someone who likes to have control of everything. Because if I can have control of it, then I feel like I can make it go the way that I want to. Now granted, that's not always the case. You can't control everything in your life. If you could, then so many things would be going the ways that you think you want them to. And that brings us to another topic. A lot of times we want something, and we want something so bad, but then when we get it, it's not actually what we need. Yes, we wanted that, 
but the universe has other plans for us and it will bring you what you need when you are ready for it. Same thing with if you're dealing with hard times right now, which I, again, understand that completely. It's been a rough year for a lot of us. If you are dealing with hard times and it seems like it's never going to end, I promise you it will. You're going to get through this. The universe is testing you and it knows that you can handle it. You just have to keep pushing through. And that can be hard sometimes to remember that, hey, this doesn't last forever. Nothing's permanent. Nothing lasts forever. I was actually just reading an article this morning about some of the Earth's most beautiful landmarks that have been around for centuries are no longer here. There was an arch, a stone archway in the ocean in a very touristy area that is no longer there. It, it has collapsed and fallen into the sea. And we all thought that that was going to be around forever. But nothing's permanent. Nothing lasts forever. So it's good to remember when you're dealing with those hard times that this isn't permanent. This isn't going to last forever. You're gonna get through this. It's gonna be okay. And sometimes I need to remind myself of that. I'm not a perfect person. I am a human being just like everybody else. I make mistakes. I make stupid mistakes sometimes over and over again. But reminding yourself that you're human and you're not a robot, you're allowed to make mistakes as long as you learn from them and grow from that experience, then you're gaining something out of that mistake. Same thing with if you want to do something, and I'm guilty of this, I used to do this all the time, but you want to be perfect at it right off the bat. If you've never done it before, the chances of you being perfect at that right off of the bat are slim to none. They're very, very unlikely. So if you want to do something, but you want to be perfect at it right off the bat, for one, you might want to change your expectations because you're not going to be perfect at it. Practice makes perfect. And even then, still not perfect. You're still learning. You're still growing. But you have to actually start doing it before you'll figure out how to get better at doing that activity or hobby or skill. For example, I've been talking about starting a podcast for over three years, but I wanted to be perfect at it right off the bat. And that's the type of person that I am. And I finally realized that there's no way I'm going to be perfect at it right off the bat, starting out. I'm, I've never done this before, so how would I be perfect at it? How can I get that skill? How can I master that? And honestly, the only answer I have to that is to just do it and learn by doing. And I'm the type of person that learns by doing on a regular basis. I, you can't just sit me down and expect me to read a textbook or a resource or an article and know how to do it immediately. I won't. I have a very short attention span. I'm very ADD a lot of the times. It's really hard for me to focus on one thing for a long period of time. So then to sit me down and read a resource or an article or a book or a website and expect me to know how to do it right afterwards, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. But am I going to do my best and try and figure it out as I go? You bet it. You bet. Absolutely. 
I'm gonna try to do my best. If I don't know what I'm doing, I'm still gonna try. I'm probably gonna fail a lot, but at least I'm still trying. I'm still making that effort. And that's one thing that we don't talk about a lot um, in society or even in school is you're going to fail a lot, but you won't truly fail unless you give up. And there's also recognizing when you have been trying and trying and trying and it's just not working out for you, then maybe it's time to just move on to something else. Especially if you've tried it every single way that you know. It's time to move on to something else. Maybe this just isn't the right fit for you. And like I said, we don't talk about that very often in society or even in school when we're, when we're growing up about you're going to fail a lot. But the only true failure is if you give up and just decide that you're not going to try anymore. You have to keep trying in order to make some progress, in order to get where you want to be. And that may not be trying physically. Sometimes it's trying mentally to try to figure out different ways to handle a situation. Hold on, I need a sippy sip. Iced coffee. Wonders. So, sometimes you just need to figure out a different way of doing things. Now, I love, I love definitions. This is very helpful. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So if you're trying the same thing over and over and over again and you're expecting it to work where it's proven to you multiple times in the past that you've tried that and it doesn't work, you're going around in circles. You gotta take a step back and think about this and try to think of a different approach to the problem or the situation it is that you're handling and see where that gets you. And there's so many resources. We have access to so many resources nowadays. We have the internet. The internet's in our, in our hands. It's on our phones, it's on our computers, our laptops, our tablets. It's everywhere. Almost everybody has access to the internet or to be able to look, go to the library and look up a certain subject that they want to investigate more into or get more detailed on. So if you're out of ideas and you don't know how to handle something, you can always get onto the internet or reach out to a different resource. And it doesn't even have to be the internet. It could be another person that you know that has experience in that subject or that category that you need a different viewpoint on. You could talk to somebody in a completely different walk of life and see what their viewpoint is on that subject or category. Um, for example, uh, I, as I said, I'm, I've been training new hires and I am a very hands-on kind of person when I'm teaching somebody. So I like to, um, I learn by doing, therefore most of my new hires also learn by doing. And it's easy for me to teach somebody who learns by doing because that's how I learn and that's how I get new information. But when you come across someone who isn't maybe learning by doing, then you gotta take a different approach. You gotta take a step back. 
figure out a different way to go about approaching that situation. Because if you keep approaching it the same way, you're going to keep getting the same end result. So, you reach out to all the resources that are available to you. Whether that's another person, whether it's an article in the library, or a podcast, um, a book on Audible, um, an article on the internet, uh, even a forum on the internet. Reddit is one of my favorite things to look at when I am trying to investigate something. Um, But just being able to understand a different perspective is something that is so incredibly useful. If you can understand a different perspective or get a different perspective on any kind of situation, it's going to help you out a lot in the long run. Because a lot of us don't communicate the same way that everybody else does. So for example, I don't communicate the same way that we'll say my mom communicates or that somebody I work with communicates. I also don't express myself the same way that somebody I work with may do or somebody in my family may express themselves. My humor isn't the same. None of us are exactly the same. So it's important to be able to understand and and openly talk about in a healthy way rather than a hostile way how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way or why they said the thing that they did. Maybe when they said the thing that hurt your feelings, they didn't actually mean to hurt your feelings. So another example on this is there's somebody in my family that um, her, her humor is different than my humor. And sometimes she will make a joke that is kind of hurtful to me. And it's, sometimes it, it can be about me or it can be about a different person. But it's because our perspectives are different. Her perspective is totally different than mine. That doesn't mean that she's trying to hurt my feelings. She was trying to make a joke. And if I don't tell her that she hurt my feelings, how can I expect her to know that she hurt my feelings? None of us are mind readers, even though we may do our best to try or to look like we are. But sometimes it's important to let people know and let people in so that they can understand, okay, Maybe you're mad at them because they said a a hurtful joke. Or maybe you're mad at them because of an action that they did. But you haven't told them you're mad at them. How can you expect them to know that you're mad at them for what they did if you don't talk to them about it? You, You have to be able to communicate with that person. Granted, again, this is in a healthy, mature way rather than a hostile way. Because if you just come out guns blazing, they're going to take offense and get defensive. And they're going to backfire on you. So you have to remember that not everybody is the same as you. And you are your own person, your own individual person. And you can't expect other people to read your mind. You have to tell them, hey, that joke really hurt my feelings. Or, hey, it makes me uncomfortable when you do... XYZ because we can't expect them to know that it's impossible it really is and same thing vice versa they would need to talk to us if we said something that made them upset because how are we supposed to know that now granted there are usually certain social cues if you know a person well enough that you can pick up on 
that lets you know as that person, it depends how long you've known that person, that you've upset them or you've put them in a, in a bad situation. Um, so maybe I said something that made somebody upset. But how am I going to know that unless that person tells me? Or unless I've known that person for long enough that I can pick up on their emotional and physical cues that show me that they're upset. Whether that's they look taken back, taken aback, however you want to say that. Or they, they look incredibly surprised after you just said something. Or maybe they just get really quiet after you said something because you hurt their feelings and you didn't mean to. I'm guilty of doing this. I'm a very blunt person and I have a tendency to just word vomit. Say what's on my mind without thinking about it. Without thinking about a way of saying it tactfully. And then I realize after it's already been said and that it's come out of my mouth that I hurt that person's feelings. That what I just said was very hurtful. And uh, this leads into something else I was going to talk about. Apparently I'm very sassy. I did not know that I was sassy. A bunch of my friends are, are very sassy. My best friend in particular is one I can point out. My sister is also very sassy. But I didn't know that I was until somebody else told me that I was. And I should know that about myself, shouldn't I? Right? I should know that I'm, I can be feisty and fiery and sassy. Now, granted, I do know that I can be that sometimes, but I did not think that I was like that a lot of the time. So, with that new information, now I am trying to think about the things that I say before I say them and how they could be interpreted. Granted, I don't always have the mental capacity to do that, but I'm trying to be better at it. That being said, we are currently at 26 minutes, so I think I will leave it here for now, and hopefully I'll have another episode up next week for you. So thanks for tuning in, have a great rest of your week, enjoy your coffee, and just know that you are loved, and you are appreciated.